This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading question on your mind and you have consumed all of the material, make sure you've done that. And you have not asked a question before, make sure that applies. What you do is you go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp, fill out the form, and I will typically get back to you within 48 hours. Now, we only have a few weeks, maybe not even that, maybe a couple weeks of AskVP remaining. Um, so a few things I just want everybody to know. One, people are still spelling things wrong in the email address portion of the form. Um, now, if you do that, I'm not going to be able to get back to you. Um, some people are just spelling Gmail wrong, which I can catch. And even though you're an idiot, I can still fix that and get back to you that way. Um, but it's a pain in the butt because I have to send it twice. Um, but just please spell your own email address correctly. This is still happening. And if you had not heard back from me and you did send me something, it is either this or there are certain mail servers out there that just don't make it my way via the form. Um, so there's not much I can do there. I don't know which email servers these are. They're not very common, I don't think. Um, but I've heard that there are issues there. Um, but with time running out, I want to make sure that all of your questions get to me as long as you have only asked one. So this is happening again. Even after I put it on the form and people agree to it, and then even after I just got done reading the Riot Act a few weeks ago, people are still asking second questions. So let me tell you, I will have no regrets when this thing finally shuts down. Uh, but I'm taking it a step further this time. Anybody who comes in and tries to ask me another question, as if the first one never happened. Or even if people come in and say, hey, I already asked a question, but it doesn't matter. What I'm doing is I'm going up on my Gmail and clicking that little exclamation point that says mark as spam, which is not as scary as people think it is. It doesn't mean you're going to be blacklisted from sending anything via Gmail. It just means that you and I are done corresponding permanently. You guys know I don't fuck around. I do not have time for anyone who does not respect other people's time and or boundaries. Boundaries that were clearly set. Uh, and when, when it's all said and done, too, uh, most questions should go, if you're smart, go straight to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum, which is getting bigger and bigger and has all these little subforums, depending on what your question or issue or topic of interest is about. And again, I know I'm being a bit lazy here. It's going to end up going on the main site at nononsenseforex.com. But if somebody would put up a non-expiring uh, link for the Discord forum's main page, uh, I will again pin it to the top on YouTube. But going forward, that is going to be your absolute number one best place to get questions answered. Um, you can always try throwing a question out in the YouTube comments just to see if anybody bites, but uh, chances are not super good. And on Twitter, the chances are just about zero. Uh, but again, look at the bright side. At this point, there shouldn't be a whole lot of questions remaining out there. And like I've always said in the past too, I had nobody to ask. And a lot of the different avenues that I ended up exploring that I would, would have never seen otherwise happened because I had to figure these things out on my own. People are like, how'd you come up with all this? And uh, it's a tough question to ask because at the end of the day, I'm not super creative. I'm very left-brained. But all of these little nuances and different directions and things that nobody's ever seen before that I've come up with happened because I was forced to figure it out on my own. And in doing so, you discover all of these new little avenues to travel. It's great. 
but you'll never be able to find these avenues if every single time something difficult comes your way, you immediately go run to daddy and try to have him figure it out for you. So there's going to be people down the road that are upset that they didn't get to ask a question where a lot of other people did, especially people who are brand new to the channel going forward. But between Discord and the YouTube comment community and the fact that at the end of the day, you're just better off figuring it out on your own, just know the sun will come up tomorrow and you're going to be just fine. It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and I thought we would go rapid fire again. We had some pretty good feedback last time we did this. And I think um, on the heels of what we just spoke about, having everything shut down in a couple weeks, let's go over some questions and let's group them into a category. I think uh, the people who have fallen into this category will not appreciate this, but that's fine. Look, you know, these questions are personal to you. They're something you want answered and then I answer them. Um, But the vast, vast majority of you, I think, will find these a bit funny. And for those of you who are yet to ask me something, you you at least know that these are not very good questions, and I have grouped them into a category called dumb Forex questions that, in my opinion, were a complete waste to ask. You could have asked something a lot more poignant and a lot more intelligent, but instead what I got were these, let's see, three or four questions. I put them down into my phone, and uh, we'll go ahead and go rapid fire and answer them all on this week's podcast. Now, of course, I will not be saying the name and city and country and all that. That is not cool. But who knows? Deep down, you might have wanted to know the answer to one of these questions. And so now is your chance. Now, look, I'll come right out and say it. Most questions I get are just a matter of people who should have watched all the material before they asked a question, but they didn't, even though when they clicked that little box, they said that's what they did. They were lying. And then I just kindly direct them to a podcast episode or a trading video or a blog. And at the end of the day, I honestly don't mind that because that's really fast. Uh, But then there's times where they clearly haven't watched hardly any of the material and just fired off a question anyway. And that's where these types of questions come in. So let's see, which one should I start with here? Okay, let's start with this one. Okay, so this one is probably the least offensive of the bunch. But with just a little bit of research, this question would have been answered for you. So, random person from random place asks, VP, what do you think about hedging in Forex? Do you think it's a good strategy to use? So, I actually had to go look this up when I first saw it. So, I want to know what people normally mean when they say hedging. So, uh, Investopedia, as usual, is the first um, place that pops up when you Google this. And what they said hedging typically is, is let's say you're going long on the Aussie dollar. Also taking a short position out at the same time on the same currency pair on the Aussie dollar. Now, why on earth would you do that? Wouldn't those two trades just offset each other? Well, of course they would. But the main idea, especially from what Investopedia was saying, is just to kind of ride out a storm of dead or choppy action while your trade is active. And so this sounds to me more like if you're a Forex investor and you have a very long-term trade Uh, on the Aussie dollar in this situation, and you just want a little bit of protection at certain points in time. Uh, So for one, that really doesn't apply to most of us because we're traders. And two, the reason why I had to look it up is, and if you would have done a little bit of research, just a little tiny bit, you would have known that in the United States, this is not allowed. So as a U.S. resident, I'm not even allowed to do it, which means in my entire trading lifetime, I have never done it. 
So A, I wouldn't really know if it works or if it doesn't, but B, I was able to turn pro and stay pro for going on five years now without ever having to do it. So with just a little bit of next level thought and or a tiny bit of research, this question would have probably answered itself. Now, I think there's different ways to hedge as well, but again, I think this really goes into overthinking. And if you just fall into the structure that we use here, there's just no need for anything like that. So not the most flagrantly dumb question for sure, but I think uh, a question with a pretty obvious answer in the end. All right, so dumb question number two, and they do get dumber, is how do you factor supply and demand into your Forex trading? So short answer, and really the only answer is I don't. Currencies don't have intrinsic value. Um, The supply of a particular currency compared to the demand has very little to do with anything. It's mostly where the crowd is going and how the big banks react. That is what moves price. That is all I care about. Mainly, how do I avoid all that and put together a system that somehow finds a way to predict where price is going despite all this? But supply and demand at the end of the day plays absolutely zero part. And I love when people come into my YouTube comment section and say that I'm doing everything wrong because supply and demand is all that matters. Yeah, have fun with that. We're trading apples over here and you're trading bananas. All right, dumb question number three. What are your thoughts on TradingView as a charting platform? Or you can substitute things like what are your thoughts on NinjaTrader or some bizarre trading platform that nobody's ever heard of before. I get them all. So you guys know that for what we do here, MT4 and really at this point MT5 also if you wanted to, are the two charting platforms that I use And the biggest reason why is because they have the most indicators, especially the indicators that I send out to people, a lot of the more obscure indicators that I talk about. And if you are using the charting platform with the most indicators, that by default gives you the best chance to find ones that are going to be really, really great for your system. Why would you limit yourself by sticking with a platform that clearly gives you less? So this is my view on it. This has always been my view on it. And I have mentioned this many, many times. So if you're asking questions like, what do you think about TradingView, Uh, you either have not consumed much of the material at all, uh, but if you have and you still have questions like this, my answer is, well, what do you think I think about it? It's not as good as MT4, MT5. End of story. If you want to trade our way, it is in your absolute best interest to use the things that we use. I know TradingView, as far as an indicator store, um, is pretty good and pretty comprehensive. It's actually something I didn't even really know about until a lot of you guys started bringing it up uh, on the indicators front which is good. And as a platform itself, I'm sure it does a lot of great things. But in the end, it is indicators that matter in this system. You want access to as many as possible. And until further notice, this is by far MT4 slash MT5, the best way to go. Nothing else matters. Plus, it's the only charting software I've ever used on my channel ever. That should tell you something. What do you think of TradingView for charting? Get out of here. All right, next question. And, uh, ooh, this one's really bad. I do have a little bit of empathy for the people who had asked the three questions before this one, but not this one. This is just pure laziness. And the question is, VP, how do I figure out the pip value on the ATR? I just can't seem to figure it out. So on the ATR video that I did that has over 270,000 views, I showed you how to figure this out. I didn't break down exactly how, but I gave two very distinct examples that anybody could have used and translated into their own trading. 
Now, what it did not do there is show the difference between non-yen pairs and yen-based pairs. And this is where a lot of people were getting tripped up. But there are two very easy ways to figure this out on your own. One is to actually test. Go to your fake money demo account where you have nothing to lose, put in a random trade on a yen pair, and see how far it goes. And do a couple very simple math equations, and it will tell you exactly what that ATR value is trying to show you. Or another alternative, and I know because I just did this, is to go to a search engine. Go to Google. Type in this question. See what pops up. I guarantee you, if you phrase it a few different ways, something will pop up, usually at the very top, in a box that shows you exactly how to calculate this. And if Google doesn't work, try YouTube. If YouTube doesn't work, try Bing. If Bing doesn't work, try AltaVista. And then come back and let me know if AltaVista is still a thing. But this is such a bad way to blow the one question you get to ask me. Because I know that people get hung up on it. I probably got hung up on it back in the day too. But it's so easy to figure out on your own. And if you can't figure this one out on your own, you are really going to struggle going forward. Because I guarantee you're going to run into a lot harder questions than this one. All right, so let's do one more. And certainly not as dumb as the one before, but just not a question I like very much. And this question is, VP, I'm struggling finding a volume indicator. Can you help me? Can you help me? Fuck out of here. I know what that means. I answer this question the same way all the time. I'm like, if you go right now to my volume video or the volume volatility video, either one, and you look down below in the comments, especially in the volume video where I say, hey guys, if you got any good ones, put them down below. You will find so many different options that would take you months to test them all out. Or again, if you go to the Discord forum right now, they have a sub forum just for people to talk about volume indicators. But you don't want to do that. You would rather just email me and ask if I can help you, which I know means, can you just give me one? Or can you point me in an obvious direction that houses a really great one? And the answer to that question, even though you're thinking it but not saying it, is always no. I've already given away a handful of indicators. Really good ones, too. Like, even the ones that I use on the videos that aren't that good are still probably like top 200, 300 at the absolute worst, and then top 100 at best. Exactly what else would you like me to hand to you? This whole process is not supposed to be super easy. Certain parts are supposed to be hard. It took me probably over two years to find a volume indicator that I really liked, and another two years beyond that to find the one that I use right now. And then probably another four or five months beyond that to find the settings that I really liked. And this should not take you anywhere near this long to find something like this. That's the whole point of this channel, is to point these avenues out and to make the whole process a lot more time efficient on you. The volume video has only been out for about seven months. And so anybody out there who's pissing and moaning that they can't find one has either not pursued the proper channels like I just laid out for you, or may just not possess the patience for this style of trading. If you see other traders on this channel that have already put together entire systems and are already in the back testing and forward testing phase, do not let that discourage you. 
Chances are, anyway, they don't have the entire algorithm that they're going to be using in the future anyway. This entire thing is a process, and hopefully for you, a much shorter process than it was for me. But if this whole thing is not coming to you overnight, or in the span of two to three months, for Christ's sakes, get over it. Go watch the patient's video. But do not ask me to hand you over an indicator. It doesn't work that way. So traders, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I'm actually not cranky at all. I'm in a pretty good mood, just like I am almost all the time. As always, I like to make this whole journey a lot more efficient for you. And even though sometimes you have to go the tough love route, I think episodes like this can certainly help down the road. Now, look, for those of you who are upset and get easily offended when I call these questions dumb, um, that is more just you being somebody who is easily offended, and I can't really do anything about that. But I also know that this only applies to a very small handful of you. Now, I would say for the majority of you, many of you have consumed every last drop of my material. You guys are my killers, and we can all roll our eyes together when we hear questions like this pop up. But whatever side of the fence you are on here, I really hope this helps either by answering a question that you might have thought of in the past or helping you to narrow down the question you might be asking me in the next two weeks. And also stay tuned for Thursday's trading video. There's no blog this week, but there probably will be on Thursday because we are diving right back into technical analysis for the next two, maybe three weeks. But in terms of what you need to put together a really great trading system, you pretty much have all you need. So get out there. Find the pieces, put them in place, test the crap out of it, and go get it.